Shalom Aleichem, good evening. I am going to try to touch upon various halachas, highlight some of the unique halachas in this particular matzav, and I'm going to try to keep each segment, not more than eight, nine minutes, because the voicemail will be transmittable via email if it's a small file. So if in the middle of something, we will continue. And I'd like to get to it tonight, because the amount of shaylas that keep coming in, Baruch Hashem, and the schus of Klai Yisrael, uh, yeshivas and Beis are doing an excellent job, and pre-Pesach gets more and more filled with shaylas, and this year, obviously, exponentially. So I'm going to try to touch upon some of the more common ones, and if you are aware of it, wonderful, it'll be a chazara. If not, hopefully it'll touch upon things that all of the listeners will need, at least in part. And I would encourage you to go to the previous links in the last couple of weeks, where we sent out various divri halacha. Some of the shailas came up a few times. The most popular one, due to the fact that everyone is... Now focused on buying things, those certainly who didn't make Pesach before is the Tefilas Kalim issue, so I'll just repeat briefly, and you can go to the recordings for a longer explanation, but the Hudson River is certainly a kosher mikvah. Greenwood Lake is also, the smaller ones have various shilas attached to them. I would not use them, and if you can't get to one of those two, then your next option would be selling it to a guy if you have domestic help that understands what you're saying and you do a Kenyan, give you a dollar and they can lift it up and uh, you can write it in a star, at least those three Kenyanim and then tell them you're borrowing it back, that would work and if you can't do that, then Hefker in front of three people, three people on the phone would work as well. So those are the four options, there might be other bodies of water that are quite large and don't have the issues associated with extra rainwater and the leakage and the various halachas, which I'm not going to go into again now. Just a brief chazar for those of you who are still buying and are figuring out a tefillis kalim eights on the next two days. All of you hopefully made arrangements to sell your chametz already. And those of you who are having in mind to sell Hamid's Gummer, even if you didn't normally. The het would be without Hataras Nadarim. This year is if you feel that, being it comes out on Erev Shabbos, you won't be able to get out, and we don't want that many people going shopping at once, and you need a supply for a few days, then you could use that. And if you're baking for Shabbos, if you're making challah anyway, and that was your entire need. Just a reminder, the flour you have in your cupboard is not chametz gummer, and that would not be a change of your meaning anyway. It's only a Suffolk chametz, and many people sell it every year even if they're not selling chametz gummer. The number of things that have to be done over the next couple of days, I'm going to touch upon the things that should be taken care of, preferably before Lil Seder, and that is you already probably have received your order of matzah. If there's a pause, I just keep getting phone calls that 
coming in that are supposed to not be coming in. So we'll continue. So you have your matzah. Make sure to open up all the boxes and take a brief look at them. You're looking for kfulas or nefuchas, and you do want to get them, separate them, and throw them out and cover take away before Pesach. Some of them were machmer for, not to eat. Some of it is a real shayla by matzah. You want to take care of it before. And the kfulas that are mamish bent over completely and then touching at the end of the loop, so to speak, a real you should take that off with a little bit on each side. The more common case is where it got folded and creased during the baking, and you'll see like a line going through, which is a little thicker, and you'll see the corresponding to the other side. That's only a suffix. It's kadai without wasting any matzah. More than necessary for this hider is kadai to not eat that part. And if you check all your matzahs, you'll see a few of these, or at least a few of these shaylas, not many, because the mashkiach is usually picking them up. And again, the more common one is the crease, which isn't, certainly isn't chamez gamer, it's not a bayamatzi issue, and it is kadai, though, to break it off and not eat that part. Uh, Nefucha is also not that common. That's a huge bubble, like picture a pizza bubble. It's got to be very large, like the size of at least a marble that can fit in there. And if it's broken already, you can see that it's baked inside. That's not a problem. That's why we make holes in the matzahs. But do check that before. That way you don't have the uh, discomfort and the possible halachic issue of finding it on Pesach. In terms of products, you're putting it away, obviously, and you're designating the shelf. Keep in mind that Chametz Gummer, if you still have it, requires an actual machitz of ten tfachim either in your garage by hanging sheets or preferably in a cupboard with a door or in cabinets that are 10 tefachim. 10 tefachim is about 40 inches, 38 inches. If it's just food that is either taruvas or it's cooked in chamez dika kalim, and the taruvas is bottle on the kalim, just have the bliyas, that technically just tape off. You don't need an actual... Mechitza just has to be put away like you put away the Chamez Dikakalim. A common shayla for our unique and challenging situation, many people asked, are the hand sanitizers that they're using okay on Pesach? So first of all, medically, obviously you all know that soap and water is a lot better than a hand sanitizer, and everybody's going to be home, so it's better to use soap and water. And the soap is even better because less of an issue of memoriach if it's soft liquid soap and even water down a drop according to many sheetas but potent enough to get the germs off hand sanitizers are often thicker but Lamaisa we hold that if they need to be used it's not an issue of memoreach and the alcohol content which is obviously the biggest ingredient there there are various types of alcohols that are not chametz based like isopropyl and the like but if they don't tell you which type of alcohol is still a big tzad lahokal if you need it because there's a suffix if even the alcohol that's grain-based is it corn, which is a lot cheaper in this country, or from the chamej zmine dogen, which would be a problem. And the second suffix, which is certainly a big tzad lahokal, is that basically it's not really very lachila. It's more than a tzad lahokal. We'd like to be machmel lachatchila, not to keep things with alcohol around, even if it's denatured, because it could be switched back, as Ramesh said in the tshuva, 
Under these conditions, again, if you need that as a posta, soap and water, or it's asked by one Choshevat Sala member, he said he soap and water is good when he's home, but he needs it on the job. Leolenu, so Lamaisa, it is mutter, based on these fakas. Preparation over the next couple of days. Sphira is coming. There's an Indian, obviously, take a haircut and shave. Lukavad Yantif. And Sphira is coming. One can switch the Sphira from the first to the second if there is a need, according to Ramesha, if we're optimistic. And maybe after Pesach, the barbershops are open and you feel the haircut we're about to discuss that you got Ere Pesach was not good enough and not cutting edge, then. You could switch spheres. Lamaisa, there's an Indian to have a haircut and be shaven to the extent that you shave before any Shabbos and uh, The difference here is, number one, it cannot be done right before Yantif. It has to be done before Chatzais. And we're holding that by nails and by shaving and haircuts. Showers can be taken closer to Yantif. Differences, nails, but the Ebed after Chatzais can be cut. Shaving and haircuts are a problem, and that can only be done by a guy, which is hard to do if you're not going out. And the very unique question, which two people asked me just today, is that uh, they have the electric uh, clippers at home, and they can have their own do-it-yourself haircut. question is, can their sons give them a haircut? Can a son give a father a haircut? And... If you don't know the Sukkot Zahedrin, that might sound like an odd question. Why not? The Gemara Zahedrin has all Sukkot, and we pass them like this, that a son can't even take out a splinter of a father, even though that's a very simple operation, because it might cause him to bleed even one drop more, and that's a shkoga on a chiyav chenek. If it's done b'mezid, chazal asedit. There are a term if there's nobody else to do it, and there's no other possibility. If another family member can do it like the spouse, that would be a lot better because certainly the back of the head sometimes is a drop of bleeding. The skin is very sensitive there. That would be a Milo. We're going to continue with the next clip. We will continue now with some very unique circumstances that raise two Shailas, one on Lel Pesach with Halal and Shul, the other one with Mashavuch and both will be discussing the divide between Nesuch, Sephardim, Nesuch, Ashkenaz. Let's begin with Halo. So, as all of you know, there are many parts of Kala Yisrael, Sephardim, Nesuch, Sephardim, and those of follow Minigagro, and that's all of Yisrael, basically, do say Halo with a bracha in Shul. The question is, if a person is Davin Miyachidus, would he still say Halo with a bracha? So, there are rayas for and against I suggest that a person should keep his minig and make a bracha. There are many reasons why halal is said in shul, and even though the Torah mentions a reason I'll be said of giving shvachva adaya yachtov, which sounds like it's betzibur, but that's a secondary reason the Torah says at the end. The original reason is the Maidli defines in it that there's a big shaila, why don't we make a bracha on halal during the seder? And Sami Shonen said that it's broken up and you can't make it on half hal, so maybe we should make two brachas on the first part and then after the Suda on the second part. That's not our minig. 
Others say that since it's broken up, there's no baruch at all. Some say the baruch is Asher Galanu. Some say the baruch is from Gal Yisrael in Meirv, even though there's a half in between. And the Torah says, the my love saying halal beforehand, the whole halal straight, is you can make a bracha on it, and that bracha can cover the halal later. And if that is certainly one of the primary reasons of those who are not to do it, that would apply b'yechidus as well. There's some who want to bring a raya from Rebekah Yasef on the sugya and the kafachayim, that it's only b'tzibur, the raya, finis is not murchach at all. They happen to mention tzibur, but... That's only a dibra kasa b'hayva, and then they mention even b'yachid, and someone a taina. That's only when you start off with the tzibur, but you didn't say it with them. I don't think any of that is muhuch and pashas is. They were just talking about the scenario of people who were standing in a tzibur, a tzibur that was not saying it, and then you wanted to say it or didn't get a chance to say it. Pashas is it applies b'yachid as well. There are dissenting opinions. I believe there is plenty to rely on to continue your meaning of Mega Bracha, even B'yechidus. Now we move on to Musuf of the next day. Musuf obviously brings with it Tfilas Tal. As you know, in a regular year, before coronavirus, before people davening B'yechidus, so we have a situation where in any given shul, there's always plenty of people davening Nusuf, Nusuf, but the shul has to have a specific Nusuf, uh, we daven Ashkenaz, and we do not make an announcement before Musaf, because you can't make an announcement to stop saying something that's a brocha. So we don't announce, don't say Masha Brocha Merdagashim. What we do is, because that's we say to this tal, that's the signal that the season is changing, and the Nusach is now changing to not saying Masha Brocha in Shman Esrei, and at Mincha we don't say Masha Brocha, and that doesn't change this year. For Nusach Svard, Normally, the Gabai is a clap, and before Musaf, for the Shloshman Esrei, he mentions, we should say, Merida Tal. And the question is, this year, there's no Tzibur and there's no Gabai clapping. Can we just do it B'yechidus and decide ourselves we're doing Merida Tal? Is that a din in the Tzibur? Here, there's a Tzad, a big Tzad, there's a din in the Tzibur. And if you happen to be davening at home one year and the Tzibur already did it, and you know it's after that's man, then you could say Merida Tal if you're davening this far. But here, if nobody around you is doing that, then it should probably wait for Mincha, and both Ashkenaz and Sfard, according to this, would start at the same time, omitting Mashavruch by Mincha, Sfard would say Merida Tal, and Ashkenaz would say nothing. Let's move on to some of the Inyanim of the Seder, which so they need Chazar once a year. Again, B'Kitzer, just some of the highlights. There is a Shailu in the Peskim, Nashim, who make Shachianu by Adlachas Neiros, which is most of Klai Yisrael. Should they be answering Amen when they hear it from their husbands during Kiddush? Many Peskim say no. Ramesh is a Chuvan, he says, if they do, and they have a habit of doing it, you don't have to object. L'Chathchila, I tell people to make mention of it before Kiddush, that they shouldn't answer Amen. If they do, don't worry about it. There's certainly plenty what to rely on. You should make sure, though, they don't say it twice, even though one could argue the Shachianu is going on the Yantuf before, and now it's going on the Mitzvah Salayla, and one Shataka announce it for the whole family that's going on the Mitzvah Salayla. Lamaisa, the women, certainly, if they're saying Kiddush together with the men, as many families do, they should not repeat the bracha of Shachianu. When preparing the Arba Kaisis, 
if you're buying in the next couple of days, if you bought already and you're selecting Leil Seder, Lachatchila, red wine, Lachatchila, it should be Namavushul. If you're not having guests who are not yet from, that's not an issue in this year. That's probably far less of an issue. One should have a kais, preferably not larger than five and a half ounces. That's the largest shear, the chazni shear. Because l'chadchilu, we try to have the whole kais, some acharim say, rubakakula is only bedeved. And certainly, if the wine gets you dizzy or under the influence, then roiv kais is enough, or even roiv revis, lugmov. And it's not good to have a bigger kais if you know that you can really handle only less because their sheet as a whole, they need rave of the kais, no matter what size it happens to be. So maker, then we don't pass like that. We hold it still only a little mugmov, except for the fourth kais where you need to reveal for the bracha achreina. So again, no need to get even five and a half ounces, but certainly no need to get something bigger than that unless you have no issue taking two, which many people do. And you don't want to overdo it. As I mentioned in the Shabbat Shalom, by the end of the Seder, everybody's very happy and understandably somewhat giddy sometimes, but it's a very serious night. And the night, Mali Simcha, but Mali aim of a year on the job we have of giving over the Masera and focusing on the Torah. And if from previous experience, it was too much wine, either drink less or water it down, you can water down as long as you're coming out to 4 or 5% afterwards. So the dogma, if you start with a 12% wine and you water it down two-thirds, as long as you don't go less than 4%, that's okay. Either water or grape juice to wine. And for those who don't handle the wine well, can't concentrate or get too tired, that's certainly an etza. If the noshim are taking care of the kids or in the kitchen serving, and if the anoshim are helping them, obviously... Families should go slow enough that they can catch up in the agoda, but women are mechiyavus in the dinim of the night, and certainly should be saying Rabbi Gamliel three main mitzvahs. But there should be ample time to catch up because Baruch Hashem Achshav Kolanu Chachamim and Kolanu Mevinim, and there's no reason to rush, and it should be understood and enjoyed by all, and uh, hopefully most of it is prepared beforehand. One should point out, among the many other things of the Iker Yitzhi and Tzitzrayim and the Nisim and the Flos and the Maschil and the Ganai, Abchayim always told over at his table, Manishtana Alayla Zef, every night we have a mitzvah of Zuchi what's different about this night? And he used to say over that there are three main chilukim. One is that it should be Derech Sheil and Shuva, either with your children or even if somebody were alone, asking and answering themselves as clarity. And on all the other nights, it's Yitzhak is just mentioned briefly, and here we have to mention the whole Vashtalshlus, Advarm, all the Nisim, as I mentioned, Maschil and Beganai, and how we got there, and the rest of the Seeper with all the details. And the third one we just mentioned, that is Ragnil Lamer and the Koshal Amar, Shlesha Dvarm, Elul Dechavasai, and actually explains the time of the And normally, Time of the Kras, it's not Ma'akev, the mitzvah. We have a similar thing, by Sukkis. We have such a thing by Tzitzis, perhaps by Tillin. And here's the other example where 
Pasuk actually spells out that we left quickly. That's why we have matzah. That's not the only reason we have matzah. Biskarov is famous for pointing out that the Pasuk says that we don't necessarily have matzah because we left Mitzrayim quickly. We left Mitzrayim quickly in order to put matzah in the historical context. That means the matzah was there inherently as a mitzvah with a million other kavanas, kaidim sheish and meibreshis. And the malachim is still studying Torah and every mitzvah is like that. And sometimes Hashem gives the historical context for it as well. So in the Shlosh Devarim, we mention the historical context to have Shvach V'adayat V'akash Baruch and that's what's said and what has to be spelled out to the family in the Gimel Advarim and the Pesach. It's the same. The Karban Pesach has inherent qualities of Kedusha and all the things that Karbanas do and plug into the Alamis Elyanis that Hashem also literally I say literally Kaviachal passed over and we were saved due to the schus of the mitzvahs and what it represented on the outside door. So that is mentioned as the Pashup Shafat time at the Kra. This year, with the three-day antiv, we have the extra schus of making the Erev Tavshilin. The Erev Tavshilin is a complex tool, if I can call it that, of Chazal. It's whether Minatera we can make a preparation for Shabbos on Yantif. Normally, you can't cook on Yantif or do any malacha for the following day, a weekday. Some say Minatera, it's mutter, but Midrabana, we didn't want the person to be cooking for other days as well. So as a hecker, they required an air of Tavshilin. And others say that the heter is based on something else, really. It's also to cook from Yantav to Shabbos. It's a different day, but since Archa might come, but they still asked the Midrabana without the air of Tavshilin because they don't want people doing extra malacha. That's a very quick overview of the lumdas behind it. Lamaisa, please remember. And the minig is to try to eat it on Shabbos because once he did one mitzvah, we do another mitzvah with it. It's very interesting that historically a matzah and egg were used. And the reason is because even if we're not Pesach, matzah stays longer and the egg stays without refrigeration longer. And they couldn't afford that much more. And many Pesachim say that it's a hitter to use a piece of flesh, chicken, fish, with matzah. Remember to refrigerate it and remember to eat it. And it's certainly be very geschmack. It doesn't have to be shal shudas. It can be eaten any of the Shabbos Hudas. Do not eat it before Shabbos. Obviously, because you need it on Erev Shabbos as long as you still plan on doing Achanas. And that includes even Hadlokas Neirah Shabbos, according to some Peskim. So only eat it on Shabbos. And many use the matzah three times for Lecha Mishnah to use it for as many mitzvahs as possible. The egg or chicken or meat obviously can only be eaten once. And that could be at any of the Sudas. I'm mentioning that because many people wait to shawl shooters and then they're not in the mood because they don't want to have either the egg or the flesh and then it gets sort of lost. So whatever food you're using, it can be eaten once it is Shabbos. One should preferably make the salt water for the Seder before Yontif. The Peskim that say that if you're doing it on Yontif, it should be done with a Shinoi. Either put this salt in or the water in the opposite of what you would normally do. Chayadam brings it down. He says you should put in the water first and then the salt, but that's assuming that most people would do it the other way around. It might depend on that's a Malkam man. And Lamaisa, that's an important reminder that uh, which we're not going to have the time to do now, but when things are done on Yantif, 
grinding and the like, as well as many other malachs and food preparation, one has to know what can be done straight away, what has to be done with the shinui, and just one helpful hint for Ashkenaz and the Ramah Paskins, anything that can be made before that tastes just as good is something we should be doing before, and if one didn't, one has to do it with the shinui. reason Chazal said that is because they don't want people spending more time in the kitchen than is necessary. They want them to enjoy Yontif, not that Halila preparing delicious meals wasn't enjoyable, but it's hard work, and the olden days was very hard work. Today, it's difficult, but with the machinery and the technological advances, it might be easier, and hence, there is a shaila on this if we have refrigerators and the like, and the refrigerator could keep things very fresh. The freezer can keep things very fresh. So do we say that now more things are usher because you don't need to make it fresh because you can make it beforehand? Or do we say no? The fridge happens to give us that ability. The freezer gives us that ability. But the original takana was the only thing is that, in essence, would taste delicious even if we were made a couple of days ago. So that's the Shailah. Shmir Shabbos is makel on that. Lamaisa, there are other places that say that Zilbasa Taima, if the whole reason is Chazal trying to keep people from working too hard, then Lachera, they should try to do things beforehand so they don't have to do it all on Yantif. Dying Weiss is a chuva on this as well. And Lamaisa, many people who have a discerning taste feel that anything comes out of the freezer, even if you're rewarming it, is not as geschmack. And if it asks this, it could certainly be made on Yontif, and that seems to be the minig. Speaking of menhagim, the minig in Kematov Klaisrol is to wait the second night for Mayrav so that no hachana be done beforehand. And a very common shayla I receive after Yontif, Amchalamoid or Isilchag, is a lady who with the pairing, and then the men came home and she forgot to do it locus neiris. Or this year, if the men were home, she forgot to do it because when you have a deadline, it's a little harder to forget. And here is dafka after tzais, and then the schmoozing, you sit down to eat, and it's forgotten. So, a reminder that it should be done soon after tzais as possible. And if one forgot, they should call with a shaila about whether there's a knas on Yontif or not. Speaking of possible issues of forgetting, if a person, Davin this is Davin Meirv, and he's not waiting the full Zman, Sphere's Iron starts the second night, obviously, and with a special risk this year, people are Davin Meirv, Yechidus, and the Davin early, and it's not Zman Sphere yet. So, very important to set up reminders. And if a person can dive in Meirv Bizman, it's certainly a hider for the Kriyashma, the Birs Kriyashma, and the Sphere is another added Milo. Continuing with the Inyanam of the Seder, very common mistake, one of the most common is forgetting to do a Seba. So, by Matzah, one eats a Gazayas again, Beheseba, this is for the men. And by the kaisis, Allah Halamaisa, by the second kais, they can drink again by the other kaisis, we rely on the Avi Ezri, 
who holds that a seba bezman is not necessary. We don't pass like that lechatchila, and we have no choice because if you start drinking a second kais, it's a shail of a new bracha, and then it's nearer kamesa for the kaisis. So it's only by the second kais that you can make it up by drinking again without a new bracha. Chatzais for the afikaimen deadline is always somewhat challenging. It's certainly an Indian, if one could do it. They'd stud him to even get up to Hallel, but that's even more challenging. Perhaps this year, if people are starting earlier, it might be a little bit easier. But certainly, try to have in mind for the Afikaiman. And that does not have to be the detriment of the Divrei Torah being said, because one could still talk and learning after the Afikaiman, before benching, and after benching, and throughout the night. Some places, the murrah that we're used to, bug-free and the like, might be a little difficult to come by. If that is the case, be very careful if you're getting romaine, that it be cleaned and checked and double-checked. I would suggest strongly buy more and just use the stalks. They have to be checked, but it's a lot easier. They're smooth. Just cut off the leaf and use the stalk. And not baltashkas. You're trying to Stay away from any lavim. They have light boxes. You probably can't get them now, but it's a good thing to have in the house. If not, check against the fluorescent. It's a tedious job. If you like the leaves, it can be done. If you're just doing for the myrrh, you should be able to buy enough to just use the stalks and get a gazayas. That would be an etza. A word about the cuisine in Shulchan Aruch. Two things. Number one, Shulchan Aruch is part of the Seder. Is it in yet to have a sudas yantif? With that in mind, people had a lot of matzah, and you still have to eat afikhaimen. Afikhaimen is eaten ala seva, but it cannot be achilas gasa. So if you hear people groaning as they're about to eat the afikhaimen, besides the possible zilzal of the mitzvah, the kids aren't groaning, they're about to get very wealthy. But if you hear the adults groaning, then uh, that's not a good sign. And chachamene b'roishoy, to leave enough room that it's not necessarily eaten with gusto, it's not supposed to be, it's dessert, but... It can't be anywhere near Achilles Gasa, just to be yet to the mitzvah. And therefore, when you are yet to the shear of the original Metzi Matzah and the Kairach, even with the Hidurim, it's not Kadai to eat a lot more if it's to the detriment of skipping the Suda completely. One could have a little bit, some soup, a little fish, a little chicken. Nobody has too much, but it is part of the Seder. And with all that, you still need somewhat of an appetite. It shouldn't be Achilles Gasa for Afikaimen, and that has to be thought out beforehand, of course, based on previous experience. As well, many of the Nashim Sidkanias want to make various dishes that are delicious, and the flanken always comes up. Our generation has difficulty with the boiled chicken quite often. So, yes, you can have meat. It can't be. Boiled, it can't be roasted. That's why we have the Zora connected to the carbon Pesach, and we don't eat it. You can eat it by day. And the question is, what's the chili between roasted and boiled? The answer is liquid. How much liquid? There's no exact halachim shesinai, and it has to be submerged enough that it has that flunkin taste as opposed to roasted or broiled. I would suggest it should be submerged at least a half an inch. 
and some evaporations will end up with a quarter. And if you have even more and family thinks it's delicious, matayv manayim. There are many, many more halachas and menhagim to go over, but the time is short. So I will just leave the oilam with a few thoughts to go into the Yantiv with. First of all, as I mentioned in the Shabbos HaGadol Drasha and in the Drasha before that, I continue to be inspired by the Shifas and Mesiris Nefesh of all the Yidin, Pashat Yidin, but nobody's Pashat, all the Choshev HaHilaga Yidin who are going above and beyond in their Diktuk B'Mitzvahs and the Mesiris Nefesh for the Mitzvahs and the Ben Amachavera helping each other and the Tzilas Few people ask me that they think there's an option to buy some sheep for the carbon pesach. That's a good idea to keep in mind. Practically, it could be a little dangerous. We don't even have roasted meat because we're afraid we might mix it up with the carbon pesach. We don't need the zoya for that, as we just spoke about. And we have flanken or boiled chicken. So if you're doing that, be very careful that you're not being maktish anything or giving it to hektish. But the notion is wonderful. The peace of the Yeshua is a central theme in Yiddishkeit and Amunim Bitochem, which we spoke about last week, is the theme that we're supposed to be growing in, and that's why these challenges present themselves. Sadik Be'emanachsa Yechia, as Chabakuk said at the end of Makkas. Chabakuk Sadik Yechia. And the more we internalize that and the more we work on it, the better we'll be and the better we'll be able to react and we'll be far more capable to deal with everything that life throws us and an invaluable tool to give over to our children at a time where Baruch Hashem things are so good and they should continue and the sorrow should stop. Lamaisa, we have to at least tell over the lessons and that's very much part center and central to our Agadah, Maschilim Beganai, with the Tsaris, and with the challenges and the fact that Klai Yisrael is built, getting through the challenges and growing from them. That is the Ikri side of the Agadah. And we're Maschilim Beganai, where we came from, who we were, who we were not, and we figured it out and we learned it and we're willing to teach it, willing to give it over, and Lamana, Sheyetzabe, Abraham Avinu was willing to be most never to give it over to his family and to everybody else who was willing to listen. And that's what Tigat Labincha and the Seder is all about. The Masaira, the Diktuk B'mitzvah, the Yirah Shamayim, and the Amun and Bitochen to understand why we're doing it, what an Ever Hashem means, what our Tachlis is, and how to get through it. Every single Aved has its challenges, every Tkufa has its challenges. And it boils down to Amunim Bitochen, the Kajar Baruch knows exactly what's going on and what we need, how we're going to grow. At the same time, we have every right to ask for Rachamim and to beg every day, Shalom Day Nisayan. And we have every right to Davin that the Nisayan stop. The quicker we deepen our values of Bitochen and Amunim and responsibilities of life, and the Avedis Hashem, as we spoke about last week, the Simcha and the Yishev Adas with the Yira and the Gilu Baroda. At the end of the day, 
everybody has been to anything knows that the more the kind of the meat to be talking, the more they're able to deal with everything that is in front of them with the serenity and with the Yishavadas and with the Simcha. They say over that during the typhus epidemic after World War I in Russia, the Alta Navardik, who worked his whole life on Bitochen, Bitochen and being only afraid of Akash Baruch Hu, not of other people, and always looking to do what Akash Baruch Hu wants him to do and how Akash Baruch Hu wants him to react. And they say over Tamidim, who survives, say over that as the Reds were fighting the whites and the Red Army, the White Army, the communists were taking over. And the hoodlums were in the street and they were randomly shooting in the yards and into apartments. And the gunshots were heard and they were heard by everybody, including the altar. And he was making Avdallah and the gunshots are getting closer. And Tamid, the eyewitnesses, said he was holding the kais. He was a 70-year-old man. And the kais didn't shake. They were shooting and everybody else was petrified. Rightfully so, understandably so, from where we're coming from. And it wasn't just Amun and Bittach that he spoke about. It's something he lived. That's an incredible madrega, but something we have to begin working on. We discussed the unique situations of tefillah at the beginning of this series tonight, and we'll end with tefillah with two important nakudas, and that is that throughout the Deiris, one of the tefillahs that was often said was Pita Makateris at the time of Magefa Leolenu. And that comes from the Pasuk, Terrace was quote unquote a school of sorts, but it's a school in the Pusik. And the mysterious properties of any mitzvahs are way beyond us, and certainly the Pitamakatarius, which was so dangerous yet so safe. It was dangerous for those who dared misuse it at the wrong time in the wrong place. And it was something in the Chumash, and later on it was used in the time of the Rishayim. It was used to help people have the schus to be saved. We don't have the Kateris anymore. And we're not even allowed to make it. And we certainly can't use mitzvahs just at our whim as a medicine. But saying Pita Mkateris is a tremendous schus, and I think it's an opportune time to mention that every day it's Hashem very soon. No chayli, no magefa. If a person has time in the morning to say all the kabbonis before Baruch Hashem are gewaldic. If not, at least two every day. It takes two minutes. Tamid and Kateris. This is far says there's mincha also. At least in the morning. I personally, whenever I start davening, ashray, whatever it is, usually somebody's asking a shayla, which is wonderful in a way. Sometimes I... Many of you have seen, finish up davening afterwards for a while. I try, Belineder, have for many years to always say those two, even if it's after davening. And I would suggest that the people listening, Belineder, try to adopt the same. It's not my own humor. All the peasants can say, if you're going to pick two carbonas, Tamid, which is brought for Klaius over day, and Kateris, which was also brought every day, and certainly at a time like this, it's a good time to start as well. I mentioned last night in a different context that the capital of Yeshua B'Seser should be continued in this tukufa, preferably after each davening.
it's said and I, it's part of Kriya Shmalamita anyway. And it's known, Chazal tell us, it's the capital Meyuchud for protection against Pagayim. We shouldn't need it, but the Mitzvah Shem, we continue saying Keteris, we continue saying Yeshev Eseser, even Mitzvah Shem, when this ends very soon, Yeshev Eseser is part of Davening and Shabbos, part of Kriyash Malamita. Tremendous, tremendous power that we tap into, and it's just a few minutes of our time and focus. Everybody should have a Chakash V'Sameach, Bikazunt Benachas, and to remind everybody, as I remind myself, the Zechiv Daraisa Simcha, as difficult as that is, certainly for those who need a Rafur Shalem, they should have one Bekarv, and those who know, everybody knows somebody who needs one, and those who Nebuch were Nifter. It's hard. It's hard to get the Matzah, the Mar, the Achanas, the whole Seder, the God, the Bincha, that's serious. But Simcha, at the same time, but Simcha is integral to every mitzvah. It's integral to our existence. And it's an independent mitzvah, the Reisa, on Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot. And this Pesach, we have to try our best. It shouldn't be that different, even though we know on the ground it will be different, and it is different. But we have to try our best to still put in the Simcha, putting in the Simcha, does not mean we're ignoring what's going on around us, does not mean we're ignoring the Tsaris, and that's where our continued tefillahs and our concern and our chesed comes in. And Mitzvah Hashem, by the time Pesach comes, we should be past it and getting past it. And Hashem will all still be able to book our flight, which will be free, I hope. I assume, and book our carbon Pesach and put together our Chaburas and be there in the Azara and camping out with our campfire in Harabayas, even this year, Emir Hashem. A wonderful Gazunta Yantif with Simcha and Nachas Kaltif.